In 2008, Joe Budden tapped in with Royce to 5-9, Joel Ortiz, and King Crooked to create the Slaughterhouse track, which was off of Joe's Halfway House album. 14 years later, Joel Ortiz and King Crooked are dropping The Rise and Fall of Slaughterhouse. Welcome to the Barf Bar Podcast, and this week, I think we're witnessing the fall of Slaughterhouse. So, first things first, uh, anything that's regarding recent news, totally my opinion, and, you know, it's it's hard to fact check things, because everything we've heard is their truths, like whoever is speaking at the time. So, until we, until I guess they all sit down and have a proper conversation, we're not really going to know what actually happened and what actually transpired over these years. But these are some thoughts. But before I get into that, we'll just do a quick quick rundown of the history of Slaughterhouse. So like I mentioned, they came together for the track Slaughterhouse on Joe's Halfway House album in 2008, and then pretty quickly formed an official group. In 2009, they dropped their debut and self-titled album, Slaughterhouse. And shortly after that, they were signed to Shady. Once they were signed to Shady, they dropped the Slaughterhouse EP in 2011. I believe that was on Shady. And in 2012, they dropped their Shady debut, Welcome to Our House. And just before the release of that album, they dropped the On the House mixtape, which arguably is better than the album, but that's a discussion for another day. And then the last, I guess, last thing we heard from them as a group was the House Rules mixtape in 2014, uh, at least as, as a project. Uh, we did also hear from them on Shady 15 on the track Psychopath Killer, but that's, I guess, the last time they were officially together, all four of them. The closest we got was um, that track that Eminem had on what was it, Music to be Murdered by, with everyone except Joe, because Joe's retired. Uh, Speaking of Joe, in the time, like in that whole time, uh, Joe has officially retired and really hasn't gone back to rapping, which is impressive to say the least. Uh, We also had a bunch of releases from King Crooked and Joel Ortiz, and a handful of really, really dope projects from Royce to 59. So everyone's been busy. I mean, Joe, we know he's doing his podcast thing, so uh, that's keeping him busy, to say the least. Now, for the longest time, myself and I'm sure many fans have kind of wanted Slaughterhouse to come back together, and unfortunately, that just never happened. The last like official news, I guess, that we got from Slaughterhouse as a group was in 2018, where King Crooked and Royce, I guess, has officially said that the group is disbanded and they're done. Uh, but it's all love. Like, they all they all still were cool with each other at this point. And there was really no bad blood anywhere. It, at least that's what it seemed like. Because, like I mentioned, Royce and Joel and Crook, they all kind of still work together. I mean, we had the hard EP in 2020 and um a handful of tracks with royce and king crooked and joel just all together so there was really no bad blood between them um as far as i could tell and i mean joe was still in contact with royce obviously 
but also um, Crook and Joel. Maybe not to the extent, uh, like the same extent as anyone else, but uh, they were all cool with each other. At least that's what it seemed like from the outside looking in. Now, in... Well, actually, before I get into today, uh, in 2021, last year, we saw that King Crooked was kind of hinting at something, and that kind of plays into Slaughterhouse now. Uh, he didn't get into any specifics, but he said it was something big. So, clearly, everyone was excited and was hoping for the best. Um, now, I guess, well, not today exactly, but a couple weeks back, we saw King Crooked and Joel post a quick video on Twitter, and I believe Instagram too, of a Slaughterhouse shirt burning. Interesting. My first thought was, oh shit, new Slaughterhouse? That's insane. Because, you know, all, all it was was just the, just the shirt. And I didn't really think of it in a negative sense at all. Um, it was only in, like, after, well, I did think about it negatively after a little bit. Like, at first, my initial reaction was like, oh, shit, Slaughterhouse. But then, after a little bit, I was like, oh, why are you burning the shirt? Uh, no big deal, though. The next day, we got the video for their first track, Vacancy. And in this video, we get a lot... <laughs> Um, essentially what it, what it seems like is both Joel and Crook feel some sort of way regarding the whole Slaughterhouse situation. And I think the biggest takeaway, like, I mean, yeah, there, there were issues within the group. Sure. And getting like looking inside, like you have four different rappers with four different managers and they're not all able to be in the same place together. They're not able to all agree on the same things. Like even aside from the whole shady issues, like that's, that's a hard thing to work with in itself. So that, I don't think that's even something they've addressed on either of the two tracks that they've dropped yet, but it's probably something that they'll talk about on the album. It's, I think a very big reason as to why the group, didn't end up working out, but um, with vacancy, the grievances were essentially just like, I ah, Joe's just making podcast money, so he's just doing his own thing, and Royce doesn't want to do Slaughterhouse without Joe. All right, to me that sounds reasonable. Uh, not really grounds to name <laughs> this album the rise and fall of Slaughterhouse, but okay. Uh, it was only once we got backstage and all the, I guess all the the stuff in between that, that uh, things started really popping off. Because, you know, at first I was like, okay, cool. They're just airing their grievances. There's nothing really else to it. Um, they're, they're talking their truth, which is totally valid. Like, this is something that I'm sure both of them, I know Crook for sure, hold very dearly like they loved slaughterhouse um and they have love for royce and joe like that's i mean they were essentially brothers on the road like they mentioned in uh, vacancy and backstage but it's it's almost like 
there there's more to it you know like to me i just thought that they had kind of had these conversations behind the scenes and everything was cool they got over it whatever but once backstage dropped and they got a little bit more in depth royce and joe hopped on ig live to have a conversation and to me it seemed like they were blindsided by this whole thing which that's fair um i mean i don't think they expected this sort of i guess <laughs> I, I don't know what else to call it like just news i guess like it's it's unexpected to say the least and i mean it was unexpected for everyone like we didn't expect them to just go and say all right this is what happened um or you know like without any sort of conversation prior to this it's almost like this album i think they're treating it kind of like a documentary and i think crook even said it on uh, ig live he was on today like this is basically an audio documentary of what they felt happened and their truth regarding it but going back to that uh live with joe and royce they i mean yeah clearly they were upset by it but they really tried to play it cool um but I don't know, something about it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like, they felt as though they weren't talked to at all. But given the other evidence from Joel and Crook, like, yo, we tried to talk to you. We tried to get things moving, but nothing happened. Um, The biggest thing being the deal that I alluded to that Crook had. Now, I don't know the details of that deal only crook and well really only crook because my understanding of it is that they were just given like everyone else was just basically given a memo regarding it not even like the actual deal because it wasn't written up yet um so they were given just kind of baseline information but with this baseline information crook approached everyone roy said i don't want to do it without joe joe i guess never got back to crook like, Joe, for whatever reason, like, so, with the talk between Royce and Joe, Joe's like, no one ever came to me. No one ever had a conversation or a follow-up with me. Because that's, I was going to say that's how Joe is, but, I mean, we don't know. We don't know the exact details. Um, I, I mean, it very well could just be that Joe's playing dumb and he really did get a call about it and just didn't follow up with it because he had other things going on maybe but um with what crook said crook said joe got back to him and he was like i'm not doing it and he was trying to figure out why and joe essentially was or even actually sorry even on the ig live with joe and royce he said like i want more details um and crook was like the deal's too good to just ask for more details right away. Like, just tell me what we need and I'll tell them to do it. Like, that's the sort of deal it was. That's one thing. Uh, the other thing that Royce brought up, which is a very valid point, is the person that they're working with. It's kind of kind of shady. Not like the records, but like they don't do good business. And that's been kind of well documented. I don't know if that was brought up during their conversations or not, but... If it wasn't, 
all right uh that might be an issue also um but yeah so after this whole back and forth or alleged back and forth the deal fell through because well crook couldn't get back to the person offering them because he didn't hear back from joe allegedly now my my whole thing is this i guess quote unquote beef which I mean, it's not even really a beef it's just them talking but this whole thing could have been done behind the behind the scenes like it could have very well just been something that they handled on their own and i thought they honestly handled it on their own before but the fact that they dropped this track vacancy and Royce or both vacancy and uh, backstage and then having Royce and Joe just act as if they had no idea what was happening or maybe they really did have no idea what was happening like it's it's interesting like so you guys didn't have any of these conversations like why like I, that's that's what I want to ask and like that's what I'm <laughs> hoping to get some answers at some point i mean maybe with the album we'll actually figure it out but it's just really weird to me that they just didn't have this conversation at any point amongst all of them like crook seems to be the type of person that would be very vocal about how he's feeling um same with joel like i mean that all of them really they're all very i mean well that's the whole thing, I guess, right? Like, rappers can rap really well and express themselves on wax, but when it comes to talking in person, it's a whole nother thing. Like, they just can't do it <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, but it's just really weird. Like, you would expect that they could, you know, work something out. Um, unfortunately, that didn't happen. Um, but maybe with the release of this project they'll have some discourse because what i what i really did not like and what hurt me as a fan was the whole ig live when joel hopped on like it it's weird because joel clearly like he came in chill but then it's almost like they, it feels like they instigated him, but it was all valid questions. Like, all right, so when did I say no, or when was I not like when did I disagree to this? But like some like things just set him off, and it's to me this whole this whole thing is feels like a misunderstanding, and it sucks as a fan of Slaughterhouse because you have really dope rappers that do dope music together but now i don't know if that's going to happen and it, this being a whole misunderstanding is that there's a lot of missing pieces it feels like so going back to that ig live it sounds like joel may not have been there all the time like in the conversation and he was just hearing it from someone else or maybe he is in the involved in the conversation because he couldn't really pinpoint exactly when joe said no um, that was like a major thing that I grabbed from that. Um, but through all that, it sounded like Royce and Joe were either just not privy to some information or they were just playing dumb, which could be said about either side. 
And I don't really want this to be a Joel and Crook versus uh, Royce and Joe. But, I mean, that's those are the two sides we have at the moment. Realistically, I would love for this album to come out and for Joe and Royce to, I mean, they'll, they're going to listen to it. I'd be very surprised if they don't listen to it. Uh, Joe might not because that's that's how he is sometimes. But I want them to listen to it and then maybe have a conversation about it because maybe this is what triggered it. But it's hard to say. Another thing that really, I guess, rubbed me the wrong way regarding, um, like, on these tracks is that it almost sounds like Royce and Joe were just not very supportive. Um, and what I mean by that is, like, they didn't really care about Slaughterhouse. Like, they they seem to have cared about Crook and Joel as people. Like, I mean, Royce has done stuff, like, done uh, production for Crook, and he was essentially, he was instrumental in Crook meeting Eminem and having that whole discourse um, and almost getting the COB signed. I think it was COB that was signed. Um, but, I mean, it didn't happen, but that's neither here nor there. Like, like, there's there's so much love in that group still, but it's just... It's just an argument amongst the family. And I think the biggest issue really is just that they're doing this all in the public eye, which, damn, that sucks. Like, I really wish they could have solved this behind closed doors because it's kind of messy at this point like that i mean everyone's seen the altercation between joe and joel at the end like when joel left the live so it's just like damn like this this doesn't need to happen <laughs> like we don't need to see this and like like i said i really wish that this could have all just been resolved behind closed doors because these are grown men um, the other thing that really bothered me was that <laughs> Royce and Joe seemed to be very, uh, not calm, but they tried to, they tried to place themselves in a higher position, like where they're like, no, I'm taking the high road sort of thing when, with this whole thing. Um, while you have Royce putting that, uh, post on IG about, oh, this is how you, how you feeling about burning the house down and like 25% and all that, like. All right, um, and he kind of acknowledged that with um, like at the beginning of that live too, where he said, like, he something along the lines of how he handled the Lupe beef or issue, not even a beef. I don't think like he wishes that that didn't happen. So I think he's learned from that, and he wants it to be better overall. But I don't, I don't know. It's I feel like it's going to take some time before they can, I guess, set aside their differences and really work things out. Hopefully, it comes sooner rather than later because, you know, it it just feels weird. It's like it's like when your parents are fighting and like both sides seem to be making really solid arguments, but you don't know who's actually right because you're only hearing the argument part. You're not hearing like everything that led up to it. So it's just like, damn, I don't, like, I don't want to side with anyone. Like, and that's what I'm, I'm really not trying to. I just, I just want them to deal with it. <laughs> and if we are privy to more information, great. 
Like, that. that's fine. Like, I don't, again, I don't think that we, the fans, need to be the ones really um, in the middle of all of it. Like, whatever information they want to put out, cool. But if you're going to argue one thing and say, nah, you're lying, give proof, too, as to why you're lying. Like, that's kind of my thing. Like, you, you, you need to... If you're going to argue against whatever someone's already said, like, give some truth, too. And then, with all that, let people decide. But again, we're not meant to decide. We're not the judge here. We're just fans. Like, we can feel one way or another, but it, it doesn't feel right to be like, oh, no, you are only the right... You're uh, there's only one right person. And I think even um even Crook and Joel acknowledge that. Like, yeah, no, we we weren't great either. Like we did some fucked up shit. We fucked up somehow. And I think that's what we're gonna be getting on the album as well. But I don't know. It's just I feel like the album titled uh The Rise and Fall of Slaughterhouse was a bit premature. Like because they're probably going to talk about how they started, of course, and they've, they've mentioned it a few times on um, the two tracks. But they're also going to mention how we got to here. Uh, well, maybe not right here, but maybe just before the album dropped. And that's the thing. I don't think Slaughterhouse fell until this, these two tracks actually came out. Because this whole discourse, this whole discussion and arguments... Like all these arguments that we're having regarding Slaughterhouse and between all four members, that's really the fall. Like, unless they can come back from this. But I feel like it may be too far gone. Maybe. I mean, we, we don't know. In the end, everyone may end up forgiving each other, and that's the ideal scenario. But it's hard to say. It's really hard to say. Um, but yeah, like I said, I would have preferred for all this to be settled behind closed doors. But because everything's coming out now, I think we're we're just kind of in it. <laughs> we, we, we just got to eat up the drama. Um, I was going to say regarding the album, um, based off of Royce and Joe's responses and reactions, that's where it feels like yeah they haven't kind of settled everything because if they had settled everything i think joe and royce would have been cool with it like they would have been all right cool you're just saying your side of the story but i guess because <laughs> they said their names and because slaughterhouse is essentially like 25 percent theirs as well and royce and joe like they gotta feel some way um i think even joe said um, that if Royce and him were to go together and do the same thing, he wouldn't. And I don't know if that's him being mature or him just being like trying to be, uh, I guess, holier <laughs> than them. He's like, no, no, I'm too good for that. And he did actually say he's he's above all this slaughterhouse stuff. So, I mean, you can take it out of context. He he actually meant to say like. Um, he's above this argument. Like he doesn't want to be part of it. Like it's 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 not good for him. You could say. Um, 
but yeah, there's there is a lot happening, um, and I'm sh- I know I missed some things because, you know, this all this happened over the weekend. Joe was on a few more IG lives. It, I'm pretty sure he was just with other people. Uh, out not not Royce. Um, he was on with Three Letter Man, and they were talking about it. Then Crook hopped on with um. Damn, I forgot her name now. Um, I'll post it if I remember. But he hopped on an IG live today and talked about just kind of the backstory. Um, but yeah, it it really just sounds like the reason. Also, the reason that we haven't really heard Crook wiling out, <laughs> I guess you could say, for lack of a better term, is because all the slaughterhouse issues that he's had, he wants to basically just put her on wax and be done with it. And that makes sense because he's like, all right, I've tried. I've tried to get the group back together, but y'all weren't having it. So we just kept it pushing. Um, And I think that's probably the most mature way to think about it. And even, I was going to say, he seemed to have the most balanced opinion on these tracks. But, I mean, I got to listen to backstage a couple more times to really give that opinion but man i'm i am looking forward to this album and i I even mentioned it on my breakdown for vacancy i was kind of dreading this but it is what it is they they gotta say what's on their minds and at the end of the day it's their truth whether or not it's the truth is really for everyone else to say like and in the group because we're just fans we don't know like we are getting whatever information is given to us until everyone involved being Royce, Joe, Joel, Crook, M, Paul, uh, everyone at E1, um, everyone involved with this supposed, um, supposed deal that Crook brought to the table. Like until everyone says something, we don't know. We really don't know. But that's where I'll leave it. Um, sorry, no songs this week because this went on a little bit longer than I expected. Um, but, you know, as always, send me music and I'll try to showcase it if possible. Um, but let me know in the comments below what your thoughts on this whole Slaughterhouse thing is. Uh, I've mentioned it a few times, but my stance is I wish they had settled this behind closed doors. I don't know who's right or who's wrong, but... Maybe we'll find out eventually. Probably not, though. Um, But yeah, let me know how you guys feel about this, I guess, family feud. Um, Also, like and subscribe if you want to see more talks like this. Uh, Thank you for watching, and please stay safe out there.